Welcome to our Rollmaster actual play session. Twilight of the Old Order is a campaign set in the world of Duranaki, the continent of men. In this gritty, cutthroat world, politics, religion, and commerce are all intertwined and reign supreme. Characters need to be both smart and ruthless to survive. We hope you enjoy our story and, as always, may the dice roll in your favour. This is episode 102 of Twilight of the Old Order. The Twilight Party have arrived in the free city of Jebai Ritana and are planning what to do next. The story resumes with the party having thwarted an assassination attempt on a wealthy, albeit distasteful, fellow guest the previous night at the Grand Bazaar Lodge. I'm Chris, otherwise known as GM Chance, and welcome to our story. On screen are the characters that will delight and enchant us tonight with their antics. These are our players. These are our heroes, the stars of the show. In a second or two, I'm going to ask uh, the players of those characters to introduce their characters uh, to us and answer um, a, a character development question. Before I do, uh, three very quick um, uh, comments from myself. First and foremost, a very warm welcome and, th and thank you to our subscribers uh, for uh, joining, uh, interacting with us, providing feedback and, and otherwise just, um, yeah, just supporting our channel. We are up to uh, 150 subscribers so far, which is fantastic. So a, a very warm very warm welcome to, to all of you. Thank you for, for taking the time. Uh, keep the questions and the comments uh, coming in, and, and thank you. Just uh, specifically, thank you for some, some new um, subscribers. In the last few days, we have had, uh, and I'll be repeating some names from um, the other game that we have as well, but uh, never mind, some, uh, some, some recent subscribers. A big thank you to uh, Shriek DeSil, uh, we also have Rancid Stench. Rancid Stench, thank you very much for subscribing. Morton E is with us, Brad Stanley, Hypersevere412, Marco Lito, Gregory Small, Shane Herbert, Patty McDowell, and Christian Middendorf. Um, those are some recent subscribers in the, in the last few, few weeks. Um, thank you all of, all of you for uh, signing up to our channel and um, yeah, just hope you enjoy our antics and the story as it unfolds. A request uh, to anybody that's watching this that has got something out of it and that hasn't subscribed. You know, if you find yourself enjoying the story, you find yourself laughing, you find that you learn something out of it, either as a gamer, as a, as a GM, sorry, as a player or as a GM, would really appreciate a second or two of your time to click the we subscribe button down below or, or at the very least tick a like um, your support really does help the channel grow and helps other people uh, find um, our story. Thanks very much indeed. 
Secondly, to note, uh, for those that aren't familiar, we started recording this game partway, partway through. So I think we started around episode 80 or so for, for this particular campaign um, in terms of recording. Down in the links below, down there in the description of, of the video, uh, you will find a link to a very short five minute uh, overview video, which basically sums up kind of some of the major themes or, or, or um, key, key elements of, of the story. A very quick and easy watch. Also down below is a link to a, a PDF document, lots of beautiful pictures and very few words, uh, beautifully put together by our very own Graham, which provides a bit more detail about the story. So if you're curious to learn a little bit more about some of the names and behinds, what we're talking about, or a bit of the history of what's happened, encourage you to have a look at those two assets. Last comment from me, we usually stop partway through uh, our game to touch on a particular rule, um, term it uh, a four minutes deep dive into a role master rule. And uh, thank you for those that voted this uh, this week round for the rule that they'd like to have a look at. Unfortunately, we're we're running a shorter game tonight. Uh, your yours truly is getting up at a horrendous hour. Uh, tomorrow morning to get on an aeroplane so we're, we're going to cut the game short and therefore we're not going to be doing the, the rules deep dive tonight but we will do it when we next record which will be Sunday in a few days time um, right I think that's it from me uh, as mentioned we will now hear from the people that play these characters with a bit more information about them and starting us off tonight will be um, Anthony. Anthony, if you could take it away, please. And then also at the end of introducing your character and answering um, one of the questions that I sent out earlier on, uh, if you'd hand over to somebody else, please. Anthony, take it away. All right. Uh, Kia everyone. Uh, see who Chris is going to flash up first. Eskel, right. Uh, yeah, so I'm playing Eskel, or Eskel for short. Uh, he's a tall half-elf warrior mage um, who unfortunately at times couldn't hit the side of a barn door. Um, Eskel um, comes from a port city um, and his favourite weapon at the moment is definitely his newly acquired ornate uh, high steel cutlass. Uh, so he's enjoying himself in the current city it's, it does feel like home. Ah, uh, question. Um, who uh, does uh, Eskel feel most uh, similar to and why is um, Jada. Jada is also of um, Arabic sort of uh, features and background and then there's something very uh, uncanny um, about her as well that uh, he feels very, very close to at times but he hasn't really talked to her about it. Uh, also tonight I am playing Grey um, in Aiden's absence. Mm -hmm. Thank um, you. Uh, 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 Grey's a silent, rugged, and muscular, and very handsome half-elf beastmaster. Uh, and he's, of course, very in tune with the wild. Um, as you can see, he's very fond of his large axe. <laughs> um, I think that uh, Grey's biggest character flaw um, would be his muscles, which he... Um, has a lot of, and he unfortunately inadvertently bumps things because he's just so massive um, at times. But uh, yes, that is Gray, um, and I think we will pass across to uh, 
Nicholas um, and slash Pete. Lovely, thank you. Thank you, and Kira. Um, yeah, I'm I'm Pete. Uh, I'm going to be playing Nicholas tonight. He is a uh, common man by race, and um, he's a mentat, which he's a mentalism spell spell user. He's an unassuming and quiet sort of fellow, quite studious and academic, um, and is yeah, very good, good-natured and friendly sort of person. Um, question I'll be answering is what what is his like uh, his biggest flaw? Well. His, he feels his biggest flaw is that he's got no imagination. He's got a very low intuition bonus, so he's not partic- he doesn't particularly, in, you know, get into fantasy worlds. Think, uh, you know, um, dr- sort of dreamy thinking or sort of any, you know, not, not much imagination. Not not a particularly creative person at all. Mm. Um, and he thinks he thinks he feels that that's why um, that's his biggest flaw. Um, of course, I think actually his biggest flaw is that whilst he's got a high empathy, so he can really sort of relate to people, and he can be, a, he's a very friendly person and probably, you know, once, you know, um, you know, he might seem a little odd at first glance, but, you know, you sort of start to get to know him and you think, yeah, he's a really nice guy. But actually his lack of intuition and his sort of, he's got quite a sort of a, there's a sort of a coldness or a distance that people, I suppose, when they really get to know him, will start to sense he's a little, Odd, just a little bit odd, um, and unusual. Perfectly nice, but slightly odd. <laughs> yeah, but not in a, in a harmful way. Oh, p- apart from summoning demons. Well, oh, it was just that one time. Um, <laughs> can we uh, please hand over to um, Severin? Uh, sure. Um, my name's Graham. I'm playing two characters, one of whom is Severin Kydegaard, who is a Northman, um, and a swordsman by profession, and quite a tough, very strong guy, and quite a sort of dominant personality, uh, always has something to say, and is, uh, very charismatic when he wants to be, too. Um, in terms of questions... Um, broadly, I don't think, actually, I think when it comes to Twilight Party, our characters are all very different, actually. They're all quite distinct, I think. But to answer um, his biggest flaws, um, I would say that he has very high expectations of other people in the party. And he has a tendency, at times, to lecture. Um, so yes, that that can be rather annoying, I think, to other party members. Uh, the other character I'm playing is Tenya Amnastasia. She is a uh, a wood elf, and she is a hunter by profession. She is uh, well, yes, we'll come to that probably in terms of her demeanour. But um, she's very well dressed, uh, well dressed, very well educated and very adept with a bow and has a number of sort of sneaky skills and, and, and a smattering of outdoor skills um in terms of her foible uh she is um we were speaking about this earlier she's snobbish she's aloof she's spiky she doesn't find it easy to connect with people though she's kind of found a, a place in the party She's, you know, just a bit of a difficult person to get along with, really. She, she's, you know, she, things don't go away. She might probably smolder for about a couple of hours. Uh, and she's reserved. So she's not, not, a, not a straightforward person by any means. But, you know, she's had a few things gone on in her life, and it's just the way she is. 
Excellent. Thank you very much. Leaving. The faithful healer. Stara, take it away. Ada is a very tall Arab woman. She's in her 20s, handy with a quarterstaff. She's uh, a praying enthusiast. <laughs> and everyone here knows we should never leave home without a healer. Excellent. She loves healing people. Marvellous. And what question is she looking at tonight? She's looking at... Um, Oh, just two. Her, her character's biggest flaw is that she's total martyr and she's very quiet. <laughs> and um, she, how did she learn her languages? She grew up, she didn't grow up in a normal family with two parents. She grew up in a monastery being raised by lots of different people. So she picked up the, lang the languages there. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you very much. Well met, one and all. Those are our heroes. Those up on screen. Whoops. Those up on screen are the stars of the show. There you go. That's the screen I wanted. Thank you very much. Um, and then we have got David Bowie as well. Uh, fantastic. So, um, those are our heroes tonight. Well introduced, guys. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, moving on. Who would like to provide a, a very quick, um, very quick summation of last session, please? Yep, I can. Thanks, so me. our last session started in the, we're calling it the common room of the Grand Bazaar Lodge. We had been tasked with the job of during the sort of celebration, uh, sort of a performance of dances, to um, make sure with by passive means that um, uh, what was his name? Ali Sultan, a very rich, but but um, ma uh, patron of the of the lodge, but from a different or schism, schismatic religion, a branch of the religion, kept his opinions to himself and didn't cause a scene. So that was our job. Uh, we started uh, sort of arranging our seating in the common room. We did a bit of checking upstairs to, for escape routes. We split the part. You know, one party is at one table. One is at the bar. Um, uh, we tried, Nicholas tried his spells to make him, this, this guy Ali Sultan, feel guilty about his past behaviour. Didn't seem to have much effect, but we sort of went, went, went with it. The dance started with an amazing and entrancing performance. Um, yeah, uh, qu quite amazing. Um, sort of partway through, the our target, the fellow, seemed to want to get up to leave, and he seemed to be leaving in a peaceful, a peaceful enough manner. It wasn't making the scene that we, we feared, so perhaps we were successful there. Who knows? But just as he's getting up to leave, um, people there were certain, I think, three, three, three people made a move and were shouting and clearly intent on harming him. Um, Askel jumped in to um, defend him, as, as did the um, Ali Sultan's bodyguards. Um, as did uh, Tanya moved to, to assist as well um, and another person and, and they were intercepted but another person uh, rose and attacked afterwards and managed to sort of pin him down and do some quite some damage luckily Tanya intervened and I think uh, dispatched that uh, assailant eventually but um, not before he was he was mortally wounded basically well gravely wounded um, yeah, Jada stepped in, 
and and managed to heal him as the as the fight was res resolved. I mean, they didn't the attackers didn't really stand much of a chance. It was a suicide mission, I'm assuming. Um, yeah, and that's essentially where we left off, I think, with him being healed and um, oh, and the poor owner of the um, alum being very distraught that his reputation was ruined. Perfect. Perfect. Very good. Any any comments, any observations, anything I've missed? Nope, very good. One last comment from me as the GM. One last thing that I meant to mention last time didn't happen. That uh, Sorry, that didn't happen in game, but definitely would have. Was at, at the end of the, the fight, at the end of the bloodshed in, in this place here, the, the Grand Blazar Lodge, an incredibly luxurious and um, uh, opulent place that you are staying you're you're playing paying a certainly a pretty penny for it although um as part of your services rendered you've you've had your fees cut in half uh and um and and, and other benefits given to you um one other thing I, I meant to mention was uh perhaps not surprisingly uh soldiers um from the city watch uh the town watch came in you know there's there's been bloodshed um in uh in the premises and um people dressed like this came in uh spoke with alum the the owner of the establishment um some statements were taken from all of you uh, along with a few other uh bystanders you weren't taken in you weren't taken down to I any kind of official um office or uh detained in any way you were you were clearly there offering um services trying to resolve the situation and indeed you were thanked by the city watch for 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 your contribution to trying to limit the amount of bloodshed that took place uh that's it that's pretty much where well that is pretty much where we go but just to last check no other questions from anybody going once going twice right let's start the game <laughs> So, we begin uh, this session. It's the it's Water Day, the, uh, the 15th of Moons. Uh, Festival of the Cold Moons, um, a very inauspicious, sinister uh, festival that will take place in a week and a day's time is, is next week. It's coming up towards the end of the year. There's one more month uh, until, until year's end. Um, but it's the 15th today. You wake in your very, very sumptuous um, surroundings uh, at the, the Grand Bazaar Lodge. And as mentioned at the close of last, last session, something unusual on this occasion, it's not raining. Um, you've been in the city now for uh, one, two, three, four days. You arrived four days ago and it has either been drizzling or bucketing down since you arrived. Today, bright sunshine, it's hot, it's sticky, and there, there isn't a cloud in the sky. It's quite refreshing, actually, and it gives all of you um, a bit of a, a morale boost to see the sun again. You've all got up, you've, uh, you've bathed, you've, you've dressed as you normally would. You've eaten, again, very, very well. 
um, in in the, uh, the the common room area that um, you share upstairs. This very very sumptuous um, area here that your individual rooms back um, back out onto before heading downstairs. Um, you've you've connected up and you've talked about you know rehashed again the the strange events and unpleasant events of last night. Uh, it's early in the morning. You've eaten. You're refreshed. You're bathed. What do you do? Nothing. Nothing. There's deathly uh, silence from the party. Just, you decide to go yawning. back to bed. Yeah, it's just yeah, yeah, stretching. Yep. Um, Yoga, perhaps. Just, did uh, when we packed up the night before? Uh, what was the response from uh, the, the? I can't remember his name. Silent. What's his name? Um, yeah, Ali. What was his his people's response to us? I know the authorities authorities were happy with us, but were. Were we recognised as, you know, for what we, you know, what was there any comment on that? Uh, Ali Sultan himself uh, received a a pretty serious injury, a couple of them, uh, from from this attacker, the one that that kind of leapt out from the side. Um, quite a bad side injury that was bleeding heavily, and Jadar was able to stem the blood loss, and also a couple of defensive wounds on him. He was he was fair to say in a pretty bad way. Um, and you're unsure how much he was able to take in. He was kind of bundled out the door by his uh, his two um, bodyguards. They are bodyguards. They they were armed and they were clearly there to look after him. Um, how how much Ali Sultan took in? I mean, the fact that Jadar um, healed him definitely he 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 was aware of, and he indeed spoke to Jadar. Um, and was a tad perturbed that you know he she wasn't one of his faith perhaps not too surprising because um the maso diehast which is where ali sultan gets his faith from is from the south um and he's up in, in as he would perhaps describe it in the in the barbaric north up with the the infidels the unbelievers the Herodanians. um basically the major schism between his lot and the Herodanians is ali sultan um believes that the emperor of Thamazul is not actually divine being whereas um, people of the Haradanian faith and the Arab faith believe the emperor is a divine being point one and secondly um, his his faith the Masodihasts reject kind of pleasurable activity um, so uh, sins of the flesh are to be despised that was a bit of a long answer to your question, Graham. He didn't really notice much because he was um, pretty unwell, although he was aware of Jadar, certainly. His two offsiders, hard to say, as you can see in the image, um, that they both wore masks. Uh, the masks, neither of which came up during the quite vicious little fight um, downstairs last night. Um, they were certainly on watch, you know, afterwards, just making sure that nothing else happens to you know nothing more happens to your master and that included them checking you guys out and the fact that you remained as pretty much the only pa patrons in the, the the common room they would have recognized you but did they come up and thank you or anything no they stood to one side hands on their sword hilt watching um they probably knew, knew who you are know who you are 
but didn't acknowledge you or say thank you. That was a very long answer, but did that answer your question? Okay. Uh, well, I, I think... Um... Some people. <laughs> when, when can we uh, pick up our, our loot? Sure. Yep, good question. Today is the 15th. Um, we, you don't know exactly uh, because, you know, this is uh, a setting where while there are some, there's some instant, relatively instant communication, such as the teleportation services that the navigators provide, um, a letter, which you're assuming this would be, uh, might take a bit longer, but you were told that around the 21st, 22nd, 23rd, around that time, you would expect to have heard back. Today's the 15th. So they've got to send a message uh, to Shabibi, which would take about a week or so. You arrived on the 11th. 10 or so days, perhaps 10, 11 or so days, would be reasonable for a letter to be sent and come back. Right. Um, what do you want to do? Uh, Nicholas wants to visit the library. I think that uh, if we were hoping for perhaps um, Ali Sultan to want to talk to us, acknowledge us, our assistance, or give us an opportunity to get to know him, and therefore perhaps for us to have an opportunity to to um, see if he's got a connection to the Monmen, to, um, what's her name? The lady, anyway. Uh, Jasir al-Hafiz, um, the ruler of the city, um, then I think we could either, we will need to wait for that, that's what I think. Um, so I reckon either we can go and dress in nice clothes this time and not like drowned rats, go and make an, an approach at her gates again and try and make that connection with her um, chamberlain. Uh, I think that's one thing to do. Nicholas would like to go to the library with with someone who can speak um, uh, Eridranian. Well, I guess Tony could have a go. Uh, we could have another go at that. We're dressed in our finery. Yeah, Askel would be um, happy to... We're going to split off and do two approaches, one to the library, one to talk to the ruler. Yep. Or are we going to do them sequentially? Yep. Um, I think, well, maybe the, uh, well, perhaps if Jada can accompany Nicholas to the library early on, and then he might just, well, he might well stay there if he's successful. Well, he's got a little bit more study to do, I believe, on the one that the source for What's it called again? The healing list. I think he's got one more day to research that, I believe. Um, so at least he will stay there and maybe Jada come back and do the do the visit with the rest of the party. I don't know. Sure. Should, sure. Is she happy to accompany yeah, him? Yeah. Thank yeah. you. But if they go off early, then perhaps the the visit to the um to just see how Al Hafiz could come a little bit later once she's back at the lodge. Would that work? 
Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, for timing, I mean, for the rest of the party. Cool. Okay. Yep. So Nicholas B would approach Jada and, and ask if she, if he could have her, have assistance to translate uh, at the library. Pleasure. Thank you. And off they go. Okay. I think uh, Gray would probably be, just be happy to, um, if the rest of the group wasn't really going to do much, he'd be happy to hang around the room and just to himself and the hawk this mysterious hawk that he has Ningwen that's Ningwen yeah yeah probably eats dormice or something in the room yes okay yeah. okay that's what Gray is doing um what do others do please so uh, let, let, well let's let's say Nicholas and and Jada no problem you you hit off <clears throat> um general rule of thumb that, that I say that it, um if you're in a city and particularly if you can speak the local language, you can generally find your way around relatively well. You've already done this several times, Nicholas, as well. You you can make your way back to uh, to the library and uh, with Jada's assistance, no problem. This this place um, uh, doesn't seem especially, uh, you know, there, there are the occasional drunks and ruffians around, but you haven't really come across particularly seedy or dodgy particularly seedy or dodgy areas um there doesn't appear to be a lot of a lot of crime that you've seen the streets are relatively clean there are relatively few beggars um and the city watch are out and about you, relatively safe certainly you feel safer here than for than other cities that you visited um so jada you and uh nicholas head head off to the library um and occupy yourselves for the morning doing that as a general rule of thumb the kind of activities like this generally fall into kind of four blocks four hour blocks so if you go out for example gathering herbs typically is a four hour process you go out foraging typically it's four hours the same for for studying it just kind of breaks up the breaks up the the day roughly into an eight eight hour day of activity and half of that you spend uh, at, at the library. Other characters. Nicholas was, was, sorry, Nicholas was wanting to ask if they had use ask Jada to check if they've got two other sources of if he, if he can um, find find that they've got two other spell lists, basically. Okay. That's the, that's the purpose of, of asking Jada to come with him. I see. Yep. What are the what are the two lists, please, Pete? So uh, one is another prosaic list. It's called. Uh, Gourmet Mastery, and he's hoping to have it in uh, Westron or, or Thebronic. Okay. Um, the un very unlikely they don't have Prozac. Prozac being the most common type of list. Yep. So yes, they uh, there is access to that to that list. Um, again, with Prozac lists, just to describe a little bit. Uh, the, these are these are typically lists that are exactly as they say prosaic relatively run-of-the-mill you'd you'd see in a number of these uh, la particularly larger cities maybe smaller rural places not so common you would you would see quite a few people using magic mending fishing nets um, cleaning for example using incantations or using spells and a lot of these would be prosaic lists so commonly found 
many people would use them. A lot of people don't really kind of necessarily consider them magic per se. It's just kind of how the world works. But they require some study. Um, but they're not dangerous or particularly threatening. So um, they're pretty commonly found. And yes, indeed, uh, they, they do have it. Now, the issue is, however, um, you are after languages that aren't necessarily that commonly spoken or found here. Let's find out. So, 15% chance uh, peaked for Thebronic. Donation mark R space D100. No joy on that, I'm sorry. No worries. And Westron, the same. No. Okay. Sorry. So no yes, worries. Um, yes, they have they they have copies of that book. Uh, they have it in uh, Haradanian and Vast and Spark, and, and do they have it in South Tongue? And they have it in South Tongue as well. Uh, he can re he can speak South Tongue, but he can't write it. Blast. Sorry. Um. Uh, he would. See if Jade is willing to spend some time copying the Herodranium. Herod she speaks Westron, doesn't she? Uh, yes, she speaks level seven Westron. Very good. And does she she writes Westron? Uh, at level one. Okay. So no. So, so not no. really no. So she wouldn't, and and it probably wouldn't be a skill that there probably would be a more specific skill about translating. You can't just get someone who speaks both languages to translate I assume that's magic stuff depends if you want to risk casting off what they describe Pete yeah yeah true okay um that was one spell spell list um the other one was an open channeling one called purifications uh again generally not a particularly um uh um controversial list uh, there is, however, it, it, yeah, twenty-five percent chance that they f that they have this exclamation mark. Uh, space D one hundred. They do. Oh, yeah, they, oh man. They do. Again, small chance that they have it in your language. Exclamation mark R D one hundred. Nope. The first one. Exclamation mark space R D one hundred. No, sorry. Okay. No worries. No worries. So um, Nicholas has only has got one more day to study uh, the uh, healing one. Mm -hmm. So he'll he'll that's what he intends to do for the day. Sure. If Jada wants to stick around, that's nice. But uh, um, and and copy the. Um, I assume they've got purifications in Haradanian. Yes, Haradanian. Yes. If she wouldn't mind. Oh, same problem. No, Haradanian. I'm eight and eight spoken written. Yeah, it's the yeah. It's just it's just that he she would need to tra be translating it into a language that Nicholas can read, and she doesn't have the skill to translate it. Like the the specialization, like a magic, you know, like a sage. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, therefore, it could go. If she was to do a translation, it could go very wrong. Okay. <laughs> yeah, needs to be professionally translated. So no worries. Um, Nicholas will stay there, and if Jana's welcome to keep him company, but if she would prefer to go back and join the rest of the group, then he'd also understand. 
Uh, I'll come with you. Okay. okay. Thank you. Jedi, you occupy yourself for the, the entirety of the day at the library. Uh, what do others do, please? Well, I, I'm happy to sort of um, do a fast forward, but um, personally, but uh, I mean, we can have a crack at another at the gate. I don't think I don't really hold on much hope, but I guess ten you could go if Askel was prepared. Uh, maybe Severin and Askel could be pretend to be her people, if you like, her heavies. And he could, he, she could have a crack at the gate, maybe with Askel translating if necessary, um, to make out to to repeat the story of last time. Except this time, it won't be pissing or rain, and also she'll go in her finery. What what finery is this? Um, so, well, she 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 has got some Beth's clothes that she carries, um, as has Severin. Okay. So your your decision, what those best clothes would look like after going all the way through the in-between, bloodstains, dust, uh, I'm sure they're in the bottom of the pack and, the, you know, well-wrapped and all the rest of it. Um, but A, how clean they are, and B, how nice they would look uh, in comparison to the absolute peacockery which you see around you. Um, definitely your fine clothes, which were, I think, procured in Jebi Rima, which were nice, definitely nice, um, Don't certainly don't compare to, to the finery that you see around you, some of the finery that you see around you. Yeah, as I say, I don't hold up much hope, but we've got nothing else going on, so, uh, yeah, we'll give it a crack. If you want to dress over it, that's fine. Okay. So, t tell me, yeah, t talk to me. What happens? Well, uh, Askel, are you are you up for that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Askel, um, uh, the only things Askel wanted to do was he hasn't really seemed to have a bit of spare time. He wanted to uh, attune his uh, gorgeous PowerPoint multipliers. Oh yes. Um, yep. Hmm. Okay. But um, but he can do that for after. Um, yeah. But uh, like like Graham, happy to get the story along if we're mm -hmm. um let's well let, let's do it over over some some time in the day as, assuming your achievement doesn't take your head off um, anthony um who who attuned the powerpoint multipliers for you i think so it was i think it was kiros kiros yeah she right she did the detect magic or whatever it's called um yeah right. we talked about this a couple of sessions back but i forget what we're saying sure so the so the idea in in role master and in a few role-playing games is you have an object that is magically enchanted and each character needs to affix themselves to it attune to it get their head around it work out what it is and how to use it and, and all of those good things um to do that, they make an attunement roll. Uh, Rollmaster also terms it um, starves and wands and um, use items is another phrase that they use as well. But attunement is the, is the common phrase. Roll the dice, add your bonus, see if you figure it out or not. Um, with some of the results, with a success, you typically figure out 
kind of one of the of the things that the item does with an absolute success you figure out all of the items so sometimes you might pick up an item and and discover one thing about it but it sometimes behooves you to have another go to to actually see if you figure out everything um Interestingly, inter uh, excuse me, interestingly enough, the, the, the Rollmaster core rules forever and a day have said, categorically in black and white, uh, one character cannot teach another character how to attune to an item. A and the rationale they give in the book is that's because it's a very personal experience for each character to uh, figure out what the item does and then to attune it. I, I've um, created a house rule which which completely contradicts that which says that another character ha can help you figure out what the item does and i've principally done that for one reason and that is because without it it would mean that a non spellcaster like either tanya or severin um or who else have we got no that's the only ones in this game they would be very unlikely to ever be able to then use a magic item uh, because they would have a negative 25 on the use item skill unless they trained in it um, and part of a fantasy role-playing game is to get goodies and to use them and to get more inventive about how to use them so the the house rule that I have is if someone who who attunes to the item teaches another character how to use it if that person that firstly attuned to it um, got a success the person that they're teaching to try to use the um, the item uh, there is a 70 plus 75 to the roll um, if they got a uh, a complete success there is a 95 to the roll which means that characters that normally would have a negative 25 would actually have a chance of figuring out how to use the item now there is there is always a risk of course you can always um, mess up a roll and you can end up never being able to use an item if you use it badly but that at least gives uh, non-spell users a chance to get access to magic items so you're in a bit of an interesting situation Askel where the person that figured out what the item is oh this is a times two multiplier uh is somewhere else so keros figured it out for you but she's no longer around to teach you how to use it so you you now know what it is so you don't have the negative 20 to your roll to to to, to try to make the roll because you at least know what they are but you um unless you find someone else to try to teach you you just have to make a straight use items roll uh, or, or attunement role and just quickly um the uh the attunement takes um a good number of hours to teach someone uh it takes uh typically um eight, uh, 1d8 hours for if the, if the teacher rolled a successful role or 1d4 hours if it's um if it was a a very successful um, sorry, a, a complete success. Kind of moot at the moment because Keros isn't around. So you can roll yourself. Um, now, of course, Askel, if you have a use item skill or even if you don't or achievement skill, but um, you ha having had Keros around to teach you that would have helped. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess it's working in 
depends what uh, Tanya and Seven want to do, whether they go and do their job first, or I'll try and attune these PowerPoint multipliers. What, what does uh, Tanya Sev want to do? Just before they answer, sorry, I was just wondering if you wanted Anthony, Nicholas could have a go, I mean I'm not saying, depending on your attunement bonus, do you have confidence in your attunement bonus? I don't believe I have one. Right. Would you want Nicholas, perhaps, after he comes back from the library or, I don't know, at some point, to have a go at attuning them, hopefully get a success, or a better, a complete success, and then perhaps teach um, Aspel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that sounds he's all right. Definitely willing to do that. Just because he's got a plus 50, which isn't, you know, not nowhere near as good as, as, as um, Keros. But also, if he fails, because the, fail, the failure, I think, can, on a bad attunement can be that you can't have another go at attuning until you go up a level. Or That's ever. one of the failures. No, no. no. Or yeah. So one of, the, one, of the, one of the failures is, yes, indeed, until another level. Yeah, uh, you know, if, you've, if you mess it up badly enough, you'll never be able to use the item, ever. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I think that Askel would have known Nicholas is more than happy to help with any magical items if if that's what you'd like to do to try and reduce that risk. And as we're here for a few more days, I think they, you know, they will have, we will have time to do that maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Cool. Um, so yeah, perhaps yeah, Askel, Seven, Daniel, Tanya's got a clothes or outfit sort of. Okay. So, talk me through it, guys. Give, give me some narration. Give me something to work with. What happens? Uh, repeating what we did before, really. Go up to the gates. Um, uh, ask to speak to whoever's in charge. And speak about... Um, name check the Chancellor guy. And say, uh, you've travelled from Jabarima. Um, you're emissary of... And she'll give a family who's close to her own, but not actually her own, but someone who's well-known in Jemarima, and who suggested they connect with the said Chancellor. Um, how might and she the go about... The Chamberlain. Chamberlain. Chamberlain, sorry. How, ma how might she arrange an appointment with him? Okay. All right. <clears throat> She's um, polite. like him. Sure. Um, okay. And so you've described you're wearing... You know the garments that you've kind of pulled out of your bottom of your pack and kind of dusted the the blood and the grime and the other bits and bits well of... i mean look if they're tatty she won't do it uh, uh if she hasn't laundered her clothes she'll do it another day and she'll launder her clothes today okay that's fine yeah i mean either way okay so they could de they could definitely use they could use a clean um i guess i guess the point the observation i'm making is uh they are of a diff, you know, uh, and I'm telling you this because Tanya has eyes eyes in her head. I'm not asking for any perception rolls here. This is just what you're seeing. Um, there is certainly a standard of of dress and a and a quality of tailoring uh, that is certainly different in this in the city, um, and pretty high, higher than probably Jebi Rima, and and certainly higher than the, frankly, relatively unsophisticated. Um, uh, Jebi Malbeth, where um, Tanya's from. Um, 
the clothes that you've got in your pack are serviceable and would do would have done you just fine in Jebi Rima. Um, they could certainly do with the clean, which you're going to do just today. You can get them laundered, sure. Um, yeah, the the fanciness, the the you know that they, they were bought off the rack, I believe, in in Jebi Rima. You know, they're fine, but they're not uh, they're not perhaps as as gorgeous as other clothes are here. But yep, you so for the remainder of the day, Tanya, you you arrange with um, uh, staff around the Grand Bazaar to get your clothes cleaned and, and pressed. Um, there is no charge for services rendered last night. Um, the staff in this establishment, you know, kind of hold all of you with a bit of awe, frankly, with what you managed to do last night. You know, you and um, Ali Sultan's uh, bodyguards. Um, and certainly there's no charge for it. So you put your clothes in, um, you ask them to be returned uh, either later in the day or, or tomorrow. Um, what do you do with the remainder of the time, guys? Or do we want to just move things on and just say you rest for the rest of the day, if, if nothing else? Uh, I'm all fast-forwarding, yeah. Cool, all right. Um, Nicholas, that evening would do the attunement. Yeah, give me a roll. It suits. So, uh, sick. so there's normally a negative 20 because if you don't know what it does you do, you've been told by Keros what this does, give me a roll please uh, 53 3 plus 54 54 yeah, yeah Nicholas, you nearly had it. You, you you just about got it. So you definitely figure out all of the abilities it contains. Um, if you if you wait 24 hours and basically mull it over, meditate for two hours beforehand, so no other activity, you can try again with an extra plus 10 bonus, or you can give it a give it a try now um, with without the bonus. I think we've got we've got time up our sleeve, I think. Well, it's uh, Askel's call, but he's happy to wait, and I think we should wait, and we can do it with another, an extra bonus. Yeah, 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 definitely. Cool, cool. So leave it for tomorrow, do the yep. two-hour thing beforehand, you know, perhaps same time the next evening. Um, yeah, and then try again tomorrow. Sure. Okay. Cool. Oh. Uh, if... All right. Um, so you guys are you you, you relax. You um, you have a very very pleasant uh, rest of the day. You know, as mentioned a couple of times after the horrors and the trauma that, frankly, your various characters have been through, actually relaxing and enjoying yourselves uh, is is rather nice. And you go to bed. So you spend some time in the common room. It's been well and truly uh, cleaned up. You'll be you'll be pleased to hear. Um, and you know the blood, <laughs> the, the blood stains and all the rest um, tidied away, and uh, yeah, you 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 go to go to bed and um, sleep well. You wake the next morning and it's back to the usual story. It is absolutely bucketing down outside. It's just absolutely 
pelting it down. Plans for this day, please. Uh, Nicholas is going to study his spells. Cool, done. Yep. Um, and but but we're happy to go out to on any excursions with the rest of the group. Yep. Others. Um. <clears throat> well, I guess uh, you know. Um, yeah. If, I mean, we can we'll try again at the gate, or I mean, yes, and whenever the cash is ready. That they're the two sort of things that. I suppose my character's waiting waiting for as a suitable opportunity to introduce themselves to uh, the Chamberlain, uh, so we can have a crack at that today, okay. Okay. If, um, with our brothers. Okay. Has it been enough days that I can go and get the letter of introduction from that old Mori that saved my life? Yeah. Well, uh, oh. well... You'd been told. I think uh, it was three days. Yeah, two, two or three days. Um, so that was the fifteenth, sixteenth. So you, uh, Jada, um, the the ritual took place on the evening of the twelfth. It's now the 16th, so it's, yes, definitely a few days ago. Sure. Anyone want to come with me? Come yeah, want to be around alone? Yes, because we're always up for uh, explore and a wander. Okay. Well, it depends if um, uh, we need to have some someone who can speak uh Herodanian stay back with the rest of the group and <clears throat> the language speakers. Um, oh, otherwise yeah. you know, maybe um N Nicholas is happy to tag along. He's always interested in other cultures. If she wants company. Yeah, okay. You wanna stay there and speak some Herodanian as well? Yeah, oh Gray Gray will um go along as a, a mixture of muscle. After he's uh, hung around with us uh, in the room the previous day with uh, Ningwen. Okay, sure. Hmm. Great. So Gray, um, well, the characters just mentioned, uh, head off that morning uh, in the pouring rain back to um, the Ulea. Uh, what does Severin and Tanya do, please? The two remaining at the uh, Grand Bazaar. Uh, oh, uh, uh, I'll wait. For, we'll wait. Just we'll we'll just wait for the others. Sure. Okay. Yep. Okay. So um, yeah, you you heads head off. Are there umbrellas in this world? Oh, it's a question I've never actually asked. Um, yeah, there would be some kind of presumably there'd be some kind of structure to keep you s s vaguely non-saturated but you're probably ducking in and out of puddles and it is absolutely bucketing down but you do uh you make it back to uh to the Olea just a couple of images just to refresh your memory a street leading up to it um the uh the, the courtyard the actual building itself covered is in the Altuma faith and, and the sign principally of Kassan 
Um, you you duck in uh, to the Alea itself. Um, a few people kind of view you with interest, Jadar, a number of the, the guards that were there and a few of um, the religious scholars. Jadar's huge. She's absolutely massive. She certainly sticks out, so a few people seem to have spotted her. And also, generally, when you have like massive clouds form over a place and a demon being sucked from you that also tends to attract a bit of attention so yeah there are a few people you do notice a few people kind of nudging each other and pointing in, in your direction the four characters are nicholas gray askel and and jada headed to the um uh the, the main area of the ulea uh f very fortunately under under some cover um, with within relatively short order, Jada, you've you've alerted um, between you and Askel, you've alerted uh, someone that looks similar to this. Might be the same guy that you spoke to last time when you first came in. You, you're not sure, um, but within relatively short order, um, you see two two familiar figures uh, coming down to you, uh, Jada and Askel. Uh, firstly, Mulhi, um, oh, sorry. Let's try it again. Tomari Ali and Tomari Ibrahim, um, the, the the two very senior religious scholars and kind of right and left hand man men of the um, uh, of of the Mulhi, the chief religious figure that helps heal you, Jadar. Uh, they come down. You, you you don't think these men are particularly jolly by their disposition certainly mulhi ali is is not smiling but there's kind of a little bit of bit more warmth for coming from tomari ibrahim and he he doesn't quite smile but he he comes up to you and um you know takes you warmly by the hands jadar and nods at askel kind of gives a slightly quizzical look at um at both Gray and um, Nicholas and shakes his head somewhat, but turns turns to you, Jadar, and says, "How are you, my child?" Uh, well, so good, except it seems people around here have never seen a big boned woman before. <laughs> <laughs> you did create quite a scene when you were here last time, uh, young lady. Uh, yes, that's true. So um, I'll just ask if the Mohi um, is okay. Seeing as Askel and I have gone all grey after our experience, and that man was already old, I'm a bit worried uh, how he is, and whether he's able to already to write the letter of introduction for uh, me, so I can help make this hospital mm, become a reality. Sure. Um, so, firstly, uh, yeah, um, Tomari Ali says, "Well, thank you, thank you for inquiring." Um, yes, His Holiness is better. He is still very, very tired, as as you may understand. Um, but yes, he he is better. Thank thank you, my child. Um, he he summoned up enough energy uh, two days, in fact, to put quill to ink, and he hands he hands out hands over a uh, a scroll. Um, it's it's sealed. Uh, and it's sealed with, um, firstly, the sign of Kassan, and uh, secondly, the sign of, of the Altuma faith. 
But thirdly, a sign that you, you recognize, Jadar, and that is um, the Mount Brennan, or the, the Banishers of Ills, the Singing Sisters. And the GM is just trying to find it. Let me just see if I can. If I can't, maybe not. No, doesn't look like I have it. Looks like I have it to hand. Um, so, uh, no, don't seem, doesn't look as though I've got it. Damn, where did I put that? Anyway. Don't have it at hand, but I'll uh, I'll uh, show you guys later on. Um, it, it, it basically it, it's it's um, a green leaf, and certainly uh, uh, both Jadar and uh, and Askel, you instantly recognise it. So the uh, um, the the Malbrenon are, are a religious faction inside um, the Arab world, but but they also go further. Uh, than just um, the Empire of Thamazul. So the, the Malbrenon are an order devoted to the healing and the relieving of suffering. Uh, this, this is absolutely common knowledge, both in the, um, the Kingdom of Thamazul, but also more widely um, as well. They are beloved by many, many people. So their main focus um, of the followers of Malbrenon uh, is of the true faith, the El Tumari faith, but they have been known to heal and help uh, infidel as well. So known as the Singing Sisters, these women, and only women are permitted, will sing as they go about their healing duty. Um, typically the song of uh, Gualkilinin, which is one of the, uh, one of the major um, deities of the El Tumar faith. It's, it's both a haunting yet a beautiful refrain. Uh, the Malbrinon wear light green cloaks and long baggy shirts and tunics. Um, the Malbrinon believe that, that Gwalakul's wishes are for all to be healthy and happy, and it's the, the sacred sister's duty to rid the world of ills. It, it's well known to be a, a very wealthy organization, um, as the Malbrinon are, 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 are very popular and beloved uh, by all. So they're, they're extremely well known. They would be the equivalent in, in the same way that it, we would walk down the street and see the Red Cross, the Malbrenon would be extremely familiar to anybody of um, the El Tumar faith or, or, or from uh, the Empire of Thamazul. Uh, and, and in the lands around um, El Tumar, and these are the lands around El Tumar, and even further afield, um, there will sometimes be clinics and hospitals that the, the banisher of ills, the Singing Sisters, will establish. They charge sometimes. Um, sometimes their their services are for free, um, but they are considered a light and a, and a very good thing in the world. Um, certainly, uh, Askel, you know this. Jada knows this, and there's a reasonable chance that uh, probably Nicholas, you'd be familiar with them. Gray, Lesso, Severin, and Tan Tanya, perhaps not. Um, they hand over, uh, so Ibrahim hands over the, the letter, um, and he says, go in peace, my child. Um, your, your desire to continue spreading health and healing is to be commended, and hopefully the words written in here from Al-Mulhi will aid you in that. Go in peace, and may the gods be with you.
Oh, amazing. So I'll obviously prostrate myself on the ground. Mm -hmm. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Very happy, very appreciative. Okay, great. Amazing. They they nod and smile. Um, just before they go, uh, they say, and this is obviously all happening in Haridanian, so um, as uh, um, both Nicholas and Gray have no idea what's being said, uh, but they they say, firstly, I, I, have you had any residual effects, my child? Are you quite well? And they're kind of checking you up and down. You have noticed, by the way, Jadar, that, and I'm sorry, I meant to add, and I meant to put it in your chat, that while um, while your horrible scaly skin in places, you know, that you've had in places um, hasn't healed, it's not back to normal, it hasn't spread any further, and you are definitely feeling better and more whole, whole than you have in a long time. Yeah, so I'll say that, but also point out if it's anything they can do about the grey hairs. <laughs> Sometimes, and they look both at, at Askels, whose, whose hair is now quite grey, and Jadar um, around their temples. Sometimes people witness things that are all too horrible to bear. And these fragile vessels, they say, pointing at their bodies and your bodies, sometimes um, these fragile vessels cannot withstand what is thrown at them. The experience yeah. that you both went through sounds horrific to the extreme. And you are lucky that nothing further seems to have afflicted you. Yeah, very lucky. But, you know, I am 23 with grey hair. But anyway, okay. <laughs> they, um, they look around and nod at, um, and again in Haridanian, and they, they say, uh, so these are the infidel you're traveling with. Is that right? Uh-oh. <laughs> yes. Hmm. The, the mul, he, uh, he, he didn't, he didn't go into detail, he didn't elaborate, but he did indicate, um, yeah, these, these people, and you, my child, have, have had an interesting road, I think was his description. He didn't say much. Uh, yes, we're, we're, we are on a quest. It's been difficult. Any chance mm. of bringing them into the light and, you know, making sure they live their their lives oh, in, I, in, in the light of the of the three? Oh, I think there's an excellent chance. I speak about it daily with them, and I feel like they're just dying to join any minute. Good. Maybe you um, can put a shirt on that nipple-bearing half-elf over there as well. You know, he would be a good start. Getting him clothed would be good. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'll explain. Good, uh, good. The, I'll explain the ways of this, this town. They are these infidels, and they kind of almost confidentially amongst the four of you, um, Jadar, Askel, and, uh, and, and the two religious scholars, it's these unbelievers, they really are just quite barbaric, aren't they? Really? And they kind of look at Grey and they give that kind of, yes, smile at Grey, yes. Kind of wave at him and Nicholas. 
Right, Gray would smile and wave back. Yes. Yes. Well, the monkey can talk. Good, good. Go in peace, my child. Thank you. All, all blessings to um, the Omar. They not. Wonderful. We made it out of there alive. Great. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. Uh, Nicholas has got a wee errand. If everyone, if anyone else is, if the, the group's okay, just on the way back to the, I assume we're heading back to the Grand Bazaar Lodge. Um, if we were to pass by any of our curiosity shops, mm. the magic item shops on the way, I can't remember what the geography was, but we'll pass yep, by. Yep. Let's do it. Hey, you, you can. Uh, you can make yep. your way there. Sure. Um, so he would, he was, he would, he bought the topaz ring. I don't know if it's topaz, but the ring and the coin he found under the cobblestone. Mm -hmm. And via translation, he would just be wanting to inquire, firstly of the coin, um, and then judging the reaction of the person from that, the ring, if, if they know, if they are of any significance, if people recognise them, or you know, the coin might be from somewhere or other. Of the, of the person in the, in the shop? Sure. Um, so you come in kind of a bit dripping and a bit wet. Um, so you head, head back to the, one of the places you've already been, the Astral Emporium. Um, so just a, a, a quick description. Uh, upon entering the Golden Archway of the Astral Emporium, a magnificent room bathed in otherworldly purple light welcomes you. Mosaic floors depict stars and celestial bodies that seem to shift and dance as you move. The hum of arcane energy tickles your ears, and the scent of ozone fills the air. Other customers, you've been here previously, so you've seen again other customers draped in fine silks and ornate turbans, etc. Haggle and barter for prized magical goods. Um, the centerpiece is a, is a large floating crystal orb. And Azim, uh, uh, sorry, Azim, who you've met previously, a tall tanned mage in robes, embroidered with threads, beautiful threads, um, come up, comes up to you again. He welcomes you again, um, gives you each a, a towel or something to kind of mop off some of the water that the improvised umbrellas or whatever it is that you're uh, you're using didn't catch. Um, asks how he can help. Nicholas Vi, your two translators, you explain. And uh, he takes both the items. Um, he, um, he looks up and says, where did, where did you find these? So to be clear, Nicholas was offering up the owl coin first before yep. he shows the ring. Okay. Yep. Um, he would just explain. Um, he would explain where he found it. On a, you know, he would, had been walking on the street, and uh, uh, there was a loose cobble. Hmm. It's uh, coinage I haven't seen for near on sixty or seventy years. Uh, I mean, it has <coughs> has no enchanted properties, and. <coughs> It's weight and silver is um, um, is probably no more than um, a standard silver piece, but uh, 
This is an old coin. Very old coin. Takes back to the uh, to the time of the Nureti, um, when uh, Tarek Nev was at its power. Uh, oh. Yes. Um, you know, they, those god-awful people living in the swamp to the south of the Sea of Cantana. It was destroyed four or five hundred years ago, something like that, uh, by the, the plagues of the undead and, and various other things. A long, long time ago now, but yeah, no, it's a standard of coinage from there. Um, I, I haven't seen it uh, or something similar for a long time. Most of their coinage was melted down. Most people wanted to forget the the horrific times of of that war and the devastation that it wrought right across northern Messenia and indeed parts of Cantana. So kind of traces of Yeah, the Nureti, Tarak Dev, the horrors that took place with the oh. undead. Um, most of the coinage was melted down. I mean, I don't think it's got any particular value. Um, maybe some antiquities dealer might like it, but I, I, I don't think it's especially valuable. But interesting, nonetheless. Yeah. Um, he's not... Yeah, okay. Uh, Nicholas will then show him the ring. Mm. I'm no jeweler, but this looks like pretty cheap costume jewellery to me. Very well. Yeah, you might get uh, a couple of silver for it, perhaps. Very, very, very. Uh, and as to magical enchantments or anything, I'm, I mean, I, I assume I can I can ask that without expecting to pay. Um. How does it work? Yeah, good question. Uh, he says, "Look, I'm I'm not interested in it." And as discussed, if I wanted him to do attunement on it, it would take. It would I would have to pay? You know, a bit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. That's that's all Nicholas wanted to know. It's, a, it's very interesting. Okay, interesting link to where we're hopefully going. So yeah, he'll he he doesn't intend to sell either of them, and he will keep them on his person. Okay. Sure. Yep. Thank you. Done here. Job. Where now? Oh, sorry, sorry, he would um, you know, politely thank the. Um, as in and yeah and get out with the others great back, back to the Grand Bazaar Lodge I assume sure uh, it's around midday by the time you get back um, you're dripping a bit wet Severin and, and Tanya have been enjoying some delicious food wine and relaxation um, what do you do for the afternoon or shall we just fast forward Happy to fast forward. Uh, yeah, fast forward. We, we were going to hold off the visit until the rain stops, I guess. Um, if it's late enough in the day, we could try attuning again. Yep. Sure. Give me a roll. Uh, it's going to be the same. <laughs> 41. 41 plus 10 plus 54. Correct is bang on exactly the same result <laughs> should we try again tomorrow sounds good yeah, okay we'll, we'll a few days before i get a letter back from uh 
my former master, or my master, I should say. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Nicholas will do his spell reading. Done. Okay. So look, time. So you're waiting for a break in in the weather, is that right? Okay. No. No answer. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Sure. Um, yes. So, um, so two two more days pass. So that was the fifteenth when we started. Uh, the sixteenth was the day just described. The seventeenth, um, as well, uh, an absolute um, gale blows up, and pounding rain, thunder, lightning, etc. Finally, uh, on the eighteenth. So this is, um, oops, just a second, there we go. So, uh, 18th of moons, um, Queen's Day, um, miraculously, fantastically, wonderfully, the rain stops, so does the thunder, and or only the second time in the, in the short time that you've been in the city, um, sunlight comes down. What do you do? Uh, well, well, we'll have a crack. Uh, what we described earlier. Uh, so we'll go try our luck with the guard again. Okay. Pete, by, by this time, you've uh, done as much study as required um, on that uh, prosaic list. Um, awesome. Yeah. Uh, we get another attunement on the 17th. Sure, give me a roll. Oh, 59? <laughs> 59, alright, 59, that might have done it. Plus 10, plus 54. Uh, success! Yay! Success! Yay. Huzzah! Oh. Um... You learn one spell and ability in the item and what it contains. You may use it whenever you hold the item. You also learn what other spells and abilities it contains and what they are and may make further rolls to use them. Um, so, yeah, success. They are just uh, multipliers, correct? The earrings. I'm uh, the beautiful earrings. Um, could we see them again, Graham? Have you got them handy? That, that fantastic image. Um, if you, just if you happen to have it on around, if you don't, no worries. Um... Sure, Askel, you now know what it is. You now have a teacher, and uh, it'll take you uh, 1d8 hours. Where's the d8? You need it. You want me to roll that? Uh, no, I got it. I got it. I got it. 1d8. Uh, takes you three hours for Nicholas to go over the, the process and the thinking about how to use them. But Askel, if you want to make a roll with a plus 75 to this, now it is modified by your negative 25. But plus, what are the two stats for um, attunement, please, Pete? No, I don't know. Yeah, this is, oh, where, oh. Gra this is where Graham's character sheet is bloody handy, because it has all the stats. I do have them soon. Uh, yeah. I might be able to beat you to it. I have them as empathy and intuition. Thank you. 
Anthony, what are your what's your empathy and your intuition, please? Uh, empathy. Oh, empathy is plus fourteen, mm-hmm. and intuition is plus two. Plus two is sixteen divided by two is eight. Twenty-five minus eight is you have a negative seventeen. So seventy-five minus seventeen is you've got a plus fifty-eight to this roll, courtesy of of Nicholas's tutelage. Give me a roll, please, with a plus fifty-eight. Right, come on, first roll of the day. Eighty-nine. Eighty-nine. Plus fifty-eight. That is. A success! Give that man a prize. Fantastic. I feel more magical already. (laughs) You do. Um, Excellent, Askel. You now have the ability to double your power points. Magic. Thank you, Nicholas. Welcome. Is very, very handy. All right, so as repeated, uh, Tenny, you get into your slightly dated, slightly marred, um, decent enough or decent in your mind clothes. Um, you head up through the streets a- again in the direction of the painted house. A remainder of the party uh, who, if anybody comes, comes along. Uh, Severin's going to come, and he's hoping, uh, she's hoping that uh, Askel will come uh, so he can help with the language. Yes. Yes, Askel will come along. Okay. Anybody else? Can oh, I um, no. ask, okay. Tanya's got a skill in etiquette, hasn't she? Does she know what an appropriate entourage is? Um, or does he not do anything I know what an appropriate entourage is oh, I guess you could roll it yep yeah give me a roll yep what's the roll uh, having trouble <laughs> getting there. There we are. Fifty-four. Fifty-four. Be must. Would it be? Oh, never mind. No, we'll go. We'll go with that. Fifty-four plus what's her skill? Uh, I'm just looking for it now. Uh, not much. Only twenty. Okay. Um. So. This isn't diplomacy, this is local etiquette. This is how you would do things back, the appropriate way to do things back in um, in your homeland, Jebai Mabeth. Um, what you do, kind of just musing on it though, it wasn't a successful role, but you do kind of pick up that, you know, there is that... that that kind of old phrase that springs to mind with that role, and it was courtesy of that role. So thanks for suggesting it. 
of course. Um, was that old phrase of when Bansheba do what the Bansheebans do. And um, yeah, you, you are definitely mindful that you don't think, kind of an insight, a moment of insight, you don't, th you think your clothes are subpar in comparison to what others are wearing around, particularly, particularly in that district. So walking around the very, very grand houses that you were walking around, um, you've only been there once before, admittedly, uh, but the, the finery that, and the style of which people dress here is, is very, very different and a lot more, um, a lot more silk, a lot more makeup for both men and women at times. Um, and, and this, the strong kind of niggling doubt kind of comes into Tanya's mind. You think you're underdressed. All right, I'll buy some clothes. <laughs> I didn't really want I, to. I love uh, clothes. But, yep. Nice clothes. Okay. Uh, um, no, no pressure. No, no. No. no, 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 that's fine. Uh, yep, okay, I'll do that. And um, Severin will as well. Okay, sure thing. So, you... end up going to you ask to ask around and you end up uh heading to um a place called the golden thread uh, the golden thread is a, a two-story building made of dark wood with yellow roof tiles its exterior is decorated with intricate carvings of flowers and vines Ground floor of the house, uh, the main room, where bolts of silk and linen are stacked in neat piles. The second floor, where the tailors work and store their materials. So, so the the golden thread specializes in fine silks and exotic fabrics imported from um, from well the uh, uh, the um, Confederation of the San Kush, um, and they they offer both embroider uh, both embroidery as tailoring and beading services. Um, they make made-to-measure tailoring services, uh, and they they aren't at all cheap, but they are considered um, one of the best, if not the best, uh, in in the city. You'd be uh, charged um, ten times the price. No, more than that, actually. Uh, Twenty times the price of a normal garment. So. Um, whatever a shirt is, or whatever a, a gown is, times 20, or the price that you're charged. Um, the proprietor is Xu Li. Uh, she looks like this. Um, and... Uh, and she definitely is, looks at you very quizzically as you, as you come in. And, um is firstly very concerned that you may not actually have the coin to uh, cover her services but after some decent haggling and discussion uh, by Jada and Askel you managed to convince her that you are the kind of clients that she wants uh, okay uh, sorry when did you see our say our cash was coming in 
we'd be accessing. We didn't. We, it wasn't an exact. But how far off are we then from that now? Sure. Uh, 20, 20, 20, 22 or three days. Still two, three days away. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, well, uh, she'll just you know. In terms of sorry, sorry to interrupt. The in terms of um, crafting. Uh, just a second. I've lost my thing. Where have I lost my thing? There we go. Um, in terms of crafting, uh, there is no small amount of um, demand for her services, uh, and you'll need to wait at least uh, three days for her to um, uh, for her to class craft, craft the clothes that you're after. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, well, I'm not going to part with any cash because uh, uh, we'll, we may find out if we have some money between now and then. I guess I make an appointment. <laughs> okay. Um, but you make a, a made-to-measure. So today is what did I say? Today was the 18th. Yes, I did. Uh, let's check that. Yes. Um, so one, two, three. Yeah, if you come back on the um, the twenty first, uh, Shuli um, informs you that your your beautiful garments will be ready, and these are at the height of the fashion of Jevai Ritana, and you, madam, she bows, will look quite quite beautiful. Um. Just a question from the GM, is anybody else getting outfitted, or is it just Tanya? I guess the, our issue is we don't really know. We assume we have money, we don't know we have money, so... Um, possibly not worth it at the moment. Um, as, a, as a heads up from the GM, just to help frame that up... Uh, terms of costs just coming shopping and prices here we go so um, accessories so a shirt, like a, a standard uh, city cost shirt, would uh, normally cost you three bronze pieces times twenty. You know, sixty bronze, which is six uh, six silver for a shirt. Right. So not far off a gold for each shirt. So in terms of costly, your characters could afford it. I've done a quick calculation on the accessories price chart, and I'd, I'd calculate about six GP two silver for boots, cloak, pants, and shirt. Or one person. One person. Six six GP for one person. So, sorry, I had to jump in, but mm -hmm. thanks, Pete. Very helpful. Yep. Boots, coat, pants, shirt, or equivalents. Yep. Yeah. Thereof. Uh. 
What do you think then, guys? You just all get decked out. I think the. Is, more, yeah, is it more than Muriel's? Or does she want to take a bigger entourage to make more of an impact? And so Nicholas is happy uh, to I go. I suppose we've, got, we've got to mix with whoever we've got to mix with, isn't it? I guess so. I mean, if this is our chance to get in with them, I reckon, yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll do it then. Okay. Okay. Uh, what was the final price, please, Pete? Uh, I'm sorry, uh, six gold... Uh, two silver. Two silver per person. Yep. Cool. Alright. Uh, can you please each, as you tally up your XP, it doesn't look like it's, thus far it's a particularly XP game, but uh, can you please tally up um, that amount of money and minus it from your character sheet? So what did you say it was again, Pete? I, I, I um, Six gold, two silver. Six gold, two silver, and is that everyone or just me? I can't. Nicholas is gonna. Nicholas might as well get a, pe a, a seat as well, so he he will. I just think that. Um, so long, as long as he's got the money. Um, yeah, I'm just opening that now. Yeah, we've got. Oh, so long as that, I'm going for the the right. Experience tracking sheet. Then we've got more than enough money. There might be a couple of. I think the person with the least money is Askel, but Nicholas can pay for his if that would be that suit. Yes, of course. Till you bought his uh, new cutlass. A true, true. Um, oh, I see you in there now, Pete. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, I'll delete that from my characters. Okay, so both Tanya, Severin, Nicholas. Askel, making a call on Gray, yay nay. I think so, yeah. He's got the most money. He does oddly enough. And then uh, lastly, Jada. Jada did splash out uh, forty-five gold for her healing recently. Yeah. Also, I like wearing my traditional <clears throat> robes. <clears throat> yeah. Should I get dressed up, though? Do you guys think I should? Probably. Okay, I think I'll do it. I think we're making a good... We want to make a bit of a, a, bit of a show. All right. I'll buy something go, very similar, hopefully, to what I'm wearing. <laughs> if I have much money left. Um, yeah. All right. You are, are taken to Shuli's um, uh, inner sanctum and a number of, along with being handed um, a large amount of green tea to, to sip and um, enjoy while you are swarmed all over by her, her minions measuring you and poking you and, and prodding you. Um, going over every inch, a number of you get slightest of pinpricks um, and you choose some absolutely spectacular colours um, Severin in your opinion this is just all nonsense I mean this is this is just southern decadence at its absolute core um, you know effeminate southerners 
dancing around and silk and painted faces. I mean, th these were the kind of jokes that you and the boys in the common room used to laugh about all the time. And now you're being doled up like a peacock. Um, a very beautiful he quite, peacock. He quite likes that, man. He doesn't mind that, actually. So. True. No, that's true. He has always quite liked a, a, bit, of, a bit of fancy. But this is fancy and then there's real fancy. So um, you, you definitely get the sense um, that you are in the right hands. And Shu Li uh, does an amazing job at guiding you, um, tactfully suggesting that, uh, more um, appropriate clothing and 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 uh, yeah, garments Cash. that that fits, fits you. <laughs> yes, she's a very good salesperson. Um, you're all uh, in a relatively short order. You're all um, measured up. She doesn't, by the way, do the fittings herself. You're not. You're clearly not that important. Um, and you're not spending that much money, but uh, one of our underlings takes care of it for you. Um, uh, after, yeah, after being pinned and doled and all the rest, um, you, you've arranged uh, to come back in, in three days' time uh, and uh, collect, these, collect these garments. After that, it's around midday. What do you do? We need to find a hobby. Um, I don't know. Not, not right. to belabor a point, um, Nicholas is. If we have, as we have the time, he's keen for a um, Herodanian speaker to come with him and find and explore other libraries, other places of learning for him to search out those two spells in Westron, if possible. Don't need to role play it out or anything. Mm -hmm. If we could do a series of roles later, and just if he lucks out, he lucks out. If he doesn't, he doesn't. Yeah, cool. That's, yep. Yeah. Uh, and I think Severin and Tanya and whoever else would spend however many days scouring the entire city for interesting magic items. Done. Yep, and we can do that. Uh, the preference is to do that off offline, and because I have. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just. I mean, you know, just, just a bit interested to see what's there. Sure. Done. Okay. Um. Uh, well, you leave on this on this occasion um, in quite quite high spirits. And you uh, are turning back uh, in the in the direction of the Grand Bazaar, and you know there's the buzz of the crowd around you, and you're all yeah you're all enjoying yourselves, and all of a sudden something goes horribly wrong. You're walking through a quieter part of town. Um, it's not quite as uh, decrepit as, 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 on, as it is on screen, or as it will be on screen in a second, but a group of men, five of them, uh, and, and they're, they're not locals by the looks of it. Um, they're pretty scruffily dressed. Uh, they're clearly drinking. A number of them have got bottles in their hands. Um, you see them, uh, one of them, some of the more perceptive amongst you see them kind of lounging against a wall and they spot you coming up, and, and a couple of them start arguing amongst themselves. One shoves the other one, and one of these guys stumbles up, and just breathing booze into your face, um, just starts yelling at both Askel and, uh, and Grey. Filthy fucking pointy-eared scum. We fucking hate your scum. He up in, he's up in your face, stinking of booze, um, and clearly being aggressive. And and his, his four mates behind him kind of cluster behind him. 
and are not necessarily making a move yet but they're kind of egging him on pushing him forward um spitting and, and yelling some of the other bystanders are beginning to get out of the way uh and right now we're going to take it into a map dun 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 So, Grand Askell happened to be a, 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 up front. The other three characters were walking along, behind. And... I just randomly selected these characters from up here. Um, going into a round. First off to act is Jadar. So, as yet, this guy is up in Askel and Gray's face, yelling and effing and blinding, speaking in Westron, uh, kind of weirdly accented Westron, and kind of spitting and, and just generally being pretty horrible. Um, these other two, there's a big, just a closer look at them. That guy definitely appears local. Um, these one, two, certainly these three here look as though they're northerners. Um, yeah, uh, Jada, you're first to act. You see this um, happening in front of you. What do you do? Prepare to be invisible. Okay, done. Prepare a spell. Cool. Uh, ask oh, it's, it's great being the healer. <laughs> what do you do? Uh, no, yeah, no, just a heads up. No, um, no sign of any weapons on these people. Yeah, I think Askel would be uh, just um trying to keep sort of calm composure um just um just saying go home you you you've had a good night friend um all day um <laughs> uh yeah we 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 mean you no trouble um and um and no trouble Cool. <laughs> we'll come, come of you cool. and just sort of signal to Gray to come on, let's back. all go. Cool. Back off, sure. Could you give me um like a an influence role here? Uh, just just present, basically a kind of a presence check. Yep. And I rolled twenty seven, and my presence is plus thirty three. Um, yeah, look, he's he's just not interested in what Askel says. He, he is just, you scum, you cowardly scum. You eat babies under a full moon, you pointy-eared fucks. Your time is coming. Your time is coming. You're dying out, they say. Birth rates are going down, they say. You're not breeding as fast as I say. Good effing rubbish to you. Be gone. And he... He, he doesn't quite swing. He doesn't like doesn't swing to connect, but he just kind of moves slightly forward in Askel's direction. It wasn't an attack, but it was yeah, looking aggressive. Anything else, Askel? You've kind of tried to, to calm him down. He's not working out. That was probably about half your round. Anything else you're doing with the remainder of your round? Uh, I think it's just um, just being defensive like just you know obviously there's a few other others there just not 
just keeping wary of where they all are and, and probably just motioning to Gray to, to back off. Okay, cool. Um, but a bit of a wink of, you know, like, but of, you know, um, um, yeah, and jumping into Gray's head, it would be he could tell there's, we're not quite right, yep. um, and just, just being careful, so... Right Gray on. will start doing a bit of a peck dance. Um, oh, when we come to Gray, sure thing. Um, I've yeah. just realised, uh, Severin. Yeah. This is why we should have done this at the beginning. You're in rank one, and your initiative is now back because you're not wearing your armour. What is your quickness bonus, please? Oh, yeah. Um... And I forgot to do this previously. Is quick. Plus 10. Cool. Okay. So he's not super duper fast, but he's not slow. Oh, thank you. Uh, cool. Thank you. All right. Uh, Nicholas, you're next. So you've seen uh, the sun Nicholas, falling. Yep, go for it. Nicholas will. Mm -hmm. I guess it's called Opportunity Prepare. He will prepare um, if he doesn't need to move. Okay. So, if the rest of the group is able to move away, he'll go with them, but otherwise he will prepare. Okay, done. Uh, next up is Grey. What does Grey do? Whoops. Um, yeah, yeah, I think he would just be, you know, backing up, like, not um, turning his back on it, but just, obviously, just the ability to walk away. But... Uh, yeah, just just on edge, like looking for any. Obviously, he's already seen the guy take a drunken cheap shot swing, um, and so is more heightened alert to uh, watch out and probably looking behind to see what the others are doing. Just to make sure there's no somebody picking up a rock or a oh, okay, hurl, hurling a bottle. Perhaps you know, just rather than focusing on the one guy in front, he'd probably be keeping an eye on the the background. Yeah, yeah cool. So, uh, give me a perception roll from behind, please. Right. Bouncing over your shoulder. Um, yeah, so be Grey backing up towards, obviously, Nicholas and Jada and go. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you got a 69. Plus. Plus. Doo -doo. Perception. Plus 37. Cool. Okay. Okay, it is masked, but... Yep, 69. Cool. Uh, so... Way... Oops, a daisy. We'll go to this view. There we go. And grey. Um, I'm actually going to pop it in Askel's chat. Coming. It's all good. Okay, with you now. Uh, with you now. Anything else from Grey? Or what? Uh, yeah, I guess he would just uh, motion to Severin. Okay. Um, uh, and just sort of, yeah, motion and 
if he can, if he's got enough to say, watch out. Uh, yes. So you've you've backed up. So so there's a lot that you just said that you do in this round. You back up, you turn around, you've seen something, and then what do you do with kind of the dying few seconds of your precious ten seconds? Uh, he would just be what, watch out. So seven. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Done. Uh. So. This guy here moves. Yeah, moves fifteen foot up, kind of shoulders his way. He's a big man, very, very big man, and gets kind of right up in, into Gray's face um, as Gray is backing up. He hasn't swung a punch yet, but he's he's kind of breathing, kind of boozy breath all over gray kind of towering over gray he'd be kind of almost jadar's height but not quite but big man um and just you know screening obscenities they clearly don't like elves or half elves here i don't seem to have noticed tanya at this point by the way uh, he hasn't quite taken a swing yet um this guy here moves around here it's child sensing she get out of the way, moves. This woman was also out of the way. This guy comes around uh, to Nicholas's side. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, this guy here comes up, and he's kind of less aggressive. He's just hanging. He's also a pretty big guy, Jadar. He comes up and he's he's just kind of loitering a bit against the wall. He's probably less aggressive. He's just kind of watching. But he's up and just kind of watching what's going on. Uh, and this chap here comes around and just starts um, finding a new victim. Tanya, just kind of yelling and screaming at, at, at Tanya. He, this guy here is drunk. He is stumbling. He is really quite unsteady on his feet. Um, but he really takes a real active dislike in in uh, Tanya. Uh, next up, Severin. Um, <clears throat> I think he'll walk up to Tanya and take her arm hmm? and just walk on by okay okay um off to the right if necessary cool I'll just walk around them okay so as as you attempt to do so these two here quite deliberately block your path and each time you try to step to one side they they do the same they haven't quite swung at you yet but they are deliberately impeding your progress uh okay uh Severin will start singing okay <laughs> excellent can we uh does he can he sing uh he, well I mean he does sing quite often I don't he's not very good at it give but he's gonna sing he's gonna sing some timer folk songs give me, give me a roll does he have a singing <laughs> skill no 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 okay give me a roll 98 98 roll again 
53. Three, minus 25. Um, yeah, okay. Well, he, you know, he starts belting out some some songs. What's what's kind of the... Uh, well, something up, up, upbeat. He might give it a bit of a jig. Okay. And, uh, you know, uh, just beam and smile. Okay. And what uh, Has he heard any language? Yep, as mentioned a couple of times. They're speaking... Yeah. They're, keep, they're speaking weirdly accented um, Westron. Oh, well, in that case, um, he'll sing in Westron. Okay. And, yeah, he'll uh, you know, just merrily play the fool and um, do a little dance with Tanya. Mm-hmm. And just see if that disarms them any. Okay. All right. All right. R regret to say, um, they, they kind of take a step back. They, they're interested in singing Westron, um, and you're singing well, which kind of gives them pause for thought, but they're... They don't look any more friendly at this stage. They haven't... No one yet has actually swung a punch per se, but they're definitely... Yeah, Severin's attempt to kind of jolly and, you know, lighten the mood, at least with these two, because they're right in his face, doesn't appear to have worked. But then again, they haven't actually acted violently yet, so maybe it has worked. It's about Severin's turn. Uh... Um, you're aware, Jadar, of someone else coming up uh, on your on your left. Tanya, your turn. You've you've just had that situation kind of happen in front of you. Severin's tried to move off. He's broken into one of his one of his northern songs again. What do you do? Uh, I think she would perceive everything. Okay, give me a roll. Fifty-seven plus seventy-seven, or oh, that may be a master course. But yeah. second, plus seventy-seven. She's interested in weapons. Yep, got it. Okay. Uh, okay. So she has a look around and she sees. Yeah, this guy here that wasn't in front but has come up from behind and another two of these these men so these are clearly common folk walking around really not paying much interest although they they are now taking more of an interest in what's going on there's two other men uh a bit further on some 30 40 foot behind um having having a good look around she can't see any any weapons drawn um this guy here has a dagger on his belt or a knife on his belt and she 
thinks that she gets a glimpse. She can't quite see from where she is. But she thought she saw this one in front of Grey might have had a um, some kind of weapon tucked into, into his belt. Other than that, no weapons, um, no armor. Uh, pretty disheveled. And these guys have been at it for a long time. You know, they're, they're the, this chap here in particular is very drunk and, and um, is frankly having trouble standing straight. Um, the others reek of alcohol um, and are less, but but are probably less intoxicated than he is. Of weapons, definitely one here. Probably one here, she thinks. That's it. That was a 30% action for a really good look around. What else does she do? Uh, she's not going to look uh, the two nearest her in the eye. She's just going to uh, be aware of what they're doing, but with not holding, not looking at their eyes. Hmm. Okay. Anything else? And she's she's ready to act, but uh, so opportunity defend herself. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, impassive. Okay. Cool. Okay. Um. Okay, another person comes up here. And... Nicholas, did you act? Uh, yes, he was doing opportunity preparing. He was. So the end, the end of his round, um, does yep. he he prepares? Yes. Yep, correct. Okay. And then a, a, a um, another an eighth person comes up here. Uh, these two, Tanya, I'm going to give you with the perception, um, less intoxicated. You think these three newcomers? That is the end of the round. Next round. Jada, you're prepared for one round. What do you do? Uh, I think I'll go invisible. Go for it. Give me your roll, please. Now, um, <clears throat> by the way, Graham, just as a heads up, I made a mis just as a quick aside, I made an error in the previous game. Um, your character uh, Neathanol rolled I think it was the very last action of the previous game and I said that her spell failed, it didn't because I won't go into the details now but just as, just as a reminder for, for next game, um, that spell did succeed so Jada, you've got it, you can make a roll, this roll is at negative at, at negative at negative, at negative, at negative as you prepared one round uh, negative 15 if you roll a one or a two or less, the spell fails. Let me roll, please. Uh, 53. 53 minus 15. That was a 38. That is... Success. Jada, you now can't be seen. Uh, this guy... Well, certainly this guy, this guy, presumably this guy and this guy were very aware of you disappearing. 
uh, whether the others did, you're, you're not sure. Um, Jada, to, to cast a spell is 75% action. You've just cast. You have 25% action left. What do you do? I've got to uh, get out of that group. Mm-hmm. So is, you know, is it stairs to the left of me? Or some sort of alcove? Yep. Yep. Goes I'm up. behind that giant arrow. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> what I'd ask you to do, please, is to make... Uh, a, 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 a maneuver there's as you see there's you know there's two people there um just in case they wave their hands they try to stop you or whatever on their on their turn even though it is still your turn um the maneuver is pretty pretty simple for you because you you um you beat everybody to the perception uh sorry to, to the action i'm gonna ask for an easy uh maneuver based on your agility give me a roll please 46. Let's hope my big bones don't bump anybody. Absolutely. 46 plus what's your agility? Uh, it's um, uh, plus 14. Plus 14. Cool. That is... Right. You've got a 90% chance of weaving your way past these two guys without uh, bumping into anything. 90 or under and you're fine. Phew. What's your roll? Do I have to roll again? No, no. What did what did you roll? Forty-six plus fourteen. No, no, no. No. Do I roll again? No. No, no. no. You have to roll under ninety to to avoid ninety or under. Now I rolled again. Yes. So you had a ninety percent oh. chance of of succeeding. Eighty-nine. Ooh. Eighty-nine. Ooh. <laughs> One off. <laughs> um, Jada, you move. I'll, I'll actually move you a bit far out so you don't get tangled up. You and I, no one else knows Jada, but you and I know that Jada has has moved into this little alleyway. So it's basically a small set of stairs that go inside a building into a, into a small um, corridor, and at the end of the corridor there are stairs going upstairs. Uh, nice one. Next up is Askel. Alright, so I've got no one close, close to me. There's just that guy. There's one right in front of Gray. It's a distance of 2.7 feet and 2.3 feet. I mean, this is really close. I mean, they're oh, right, yeah. they're right, you know, reach out an arm and touch them. Uh, um. I think Eskel would probably not retreat. I think he would just be putting his hands up to try and, um, if need be, place them on the chest of the the guy in front of him. But yeah, but um, you know, cautious in the sense of not allowing any sort of open shot. I okay. think just just to like push off, just like hey. hey um, and just trying to, uh, once again, just reiterate, um, we'll give you no trouble if you're no trouble. Okay. Uh, um, he's basically screaming back to you, we want, we don't want fucking trouble, we want you. Gone, pointy-eared scum, we hate you. Uh, 
Number four. Right, this really intoxicated guy here. Um, let's see. Okay, I don't know, Severin. Maybe it was the the kind of the delay with the this the singing. Maybe his intoxicated brain just didn't quite fully take it in. But for whatever reason, he he kind of gives you a kind of shoots evil eyes at Tanya but kind of smiles lopsidedly at Severin and kind of nods his head a bit to the, the song that Severin's singing and just takes a step back a bit. Um, next up is Nicholas. Um, Nicholas is going to cast... Um, confusion on the guy straight in front of him. This one is slightly off to the this one here. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yep, cool. So you prepared one round. So you have negative fifteen to this roll. Give me a give me a shot. Uh, he is within ten foot, so you get a bonus for that. Uh, that's a roll of thirty nine. Thirty nine. Um, does he have base spells? He does plus fourteen. That's right. Okay. Uh, plus 10, minus 15, because of the lack of prep. That is a 48. Right, so this guy's got a that. So the resistance roll, uh, what is he? He is number that one. Okay. He's the seventh level. Thank you very much, that's helpful. Okay, it's going to make that or better. All right. Uh, what's what's the description of the spell, please? Um, target is incapable of making decisions or initiating action. Okay. They continue to fight current foes. Well, he's not fighting, mm -hmm. or in self-defense, and it lasts for one round per five percent failure. Cool. Thank you very much. Nice one. Does Nicholas? Uh, he's. I suppose he's familiar with the spell. Does he recognise the spell's worked in his opinion? Watching the guy's face, he suddenly seems more confused. Pretty drunk. It's kind of hard to tell. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, um, what does he do with his 25%? Uh, he would want to have a look around. So 10% glance. Yeah. Yeah, correct. 10% glance, which is negative 20 to kind of just check out the scene. Give me a roll, please, Pete. Uh, 27 27 Boom Plus 39 Okay um, You know that's not a full look around But you've you've definitely You're definitely now aware where you weren't before Of these three here You have clocked that Jadar Is no longer there You have seen her disappear before So maybe that's not so weird um, and you're aware maybe of this guy stepping back a bit. Uh, you do clock that this guy has, the one in front of you has a, a knife on his belt, and this man here has uh, either a long knife or a short sword, you're not quite sure which, uh, a long blade at his belt. 
Uh, Nicholas would uh, so he's got, still got fifteen percent action. Yep. Yep. Um, he will put his hands up and make himself small, back perhaps towards Severin, but sort of um, putting his sort of turn, rotating a little bit, so his back's to Severin, so his flank is to the guy coming come, coming up, the guys coming up from behind, and just he would just want to say something like, "We want no trouble. We can be on our way." Okay. Like that. All right. All right. Cool. And his little meek and mild voice. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Uh, lovely. Okay. Um. Yeah, this one here spits on the ground. He was the one initially kind of causing the trouble. But spits on the ground, staggers over here and starts to unbutton his pants and starts urinating against a wall. Right. That's all right. It was me. Um, I think, uh, yeah, Gray would, um, similarly to Askell, just sort of put his hands out and and, but a bit more direct sort of to this one and go leave off I think time for you to go and have a sleep okay and, uh, leave it at that do you want to try some kind of influence oh. role or you just want to leave it as just him saying that uh, no we'll do an influence role yeah give me a roll Present. Plus 10. Yep, let's roll, please. Yeah, 10. 10's the roll, and what's his presence? Plus 10. Total of 20? Okay. Uh, he's not. He's really not very convincing, I'm, I'm afraid. Um, his voice kind of squeaks. Uh, yeah, he's, he's just not. <coughs> Does he speak Westron? I'm not sure. Um, he's not, not particularly convincing. Um, but yep, I get I get the vibe of what he's doing. Uh, he's level level two Westron, so yeah, be pretty catchy. So this one here is just start sees um, uh, Jada disappear and just yells something sorcery witchcraft. There's a witch amongst them and just starts flailing his arms around this area here, kind of flapping his arms around trying to catch Jada. She's long gone and Jada you're in, you're inside the um uh the the corridor. Uh um this one here comes up and yeah shoves not 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 a brutally hard push but shoves or at least attempts to shove Severin. Um, you know, just not, not enough, definitely not enough to make him fall over or, or you kind of consider a an attack, but, you know, definitely provoking. 
and if Severin doesn't allow himself to be shoved then certainly making gestures in that regard not quite a swing but not far off uh No, no, no. Yeah. Um, this guy uh, screams an insult and charges to the closest person he can see, it's 10 foot away, and punches um, uh, Nicholas on the side, or at least attempts to. It's a flank attack on Nicholas. Uh, got Nicholas's DB as 14, Pete. Yep, correct. Um, that was actually a decent hit. Uh, 12 and a B. Oh, Ooh. ouch! That really, that really fucking hurt. Um, yeah. And the, and the, uh, um, he, he was aiming for your head. He's clearly a bit impaired. Uh, and he misses completely. Um, he hits you on the chest. Uh, Nicholas, next round you must parry at negative 20 and you take another seven hits. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, Tanya, this has happened right in front of you. What do you, what do you do? Uh, here in the negotiations, I suppose. Um, I think she'll opportunity action after Severin. Since Severin is the one singing. Um, no, it's not going to work, is it? Uh, opportunity action. For, for what? Prepared, yep. prepared to either parry or attack the guy in front of her. Okay, so this one here. I guess she just wants to see what will unfold. Doesn't want to start the fight necessarily, but she doesn't, you know. So I think she will turn... So that her back is towards the um, the wall to her right, and take a step. Can I use part of my turn and an opportunity the rest? Uh, yep. So I guess she would turn. So her back. She doesn't want to be hit from behind, or even by flank. So she just wants to move like that. Yeah. Okay. That's a distance a distance of you know nothing uh you know three foot and, and otherwise prepared to parry or attack okay on this guy here done cool thank you uh severin um your singing may have had a delayed effect on this chap here he's kind of smiled and kind of stepped back a bit uh so it's going well this this guy here has come up and you know lightly shoved you um, I'm saying he has laid hands on you. No injury, no hit points, but he's, you know, he's pushed you. <clears throat> um, and you've just seen, out of the corner of your eye, Nicholas get lamped in the chest. What do you do? 
Um, it's going to move alongside Tanya back to the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, he's concerned about the guy immediately to his left and the guy who uh, oh. just shoved into him. Uh, so again, he's going to wait for reaction, but he's opportunity parry or attack on on uh, either the one to his le uh, left or the guy who just shoved him. Okay, I'll give you. You really meant to narrow it down a bit, but I'll, I'll give you a two because they are in close proximity to. All right. Well, if, who, if either attacks them, he would respond. Okay. Um, this one here on grey. Uh, yeah, he he just starts kind of wandering off over to join his friend over here. Um, let's go here. Yeah. Um, whack punches Askel or attempts Isn't to he the confused one? Sorry? Isn't he the confused chappy? No. Oh, okay. Uh, nope, that's this guy here. Um, oh. Oops. Oh, no, Nicholas was aiming for that guy with a knife. Oh, sorry. Yes, maybe he was. But yeah, he definitely comes up. And maybe the spell didn't work. Punches Askel. Oh, I see what you mean, Graham. I see what you mean. Sorry. Sorry. Yes, that was the target. Um, absolutely. Sorry. I misunderstood. I thought you meant the one that was intoxicated. Particularly intoxicated, which is this one. Um, yes. Sorry. Correct. That was the one that Nicholas um, attempted to cast the spell on. Right. Uh, flank attack on Askel. Is, is this where I can um, do adrenal defense? Uh What's the description of the action? Adrenal defense. Uh, by using this skill, attacks with with melee or missile weapons may be dodged or deflected, wholly or partially. The skill rank bonus of the defender is added to the defense bonus versus melee attacks. Uh, it's melee uh, missile attacks. Da, 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 da. To use adrenal defense, you must be aware of the fact that you are under attack. Um, in addition, the character may not be wearing any armor and cannot have a shield or large object in his hands, which he doesn't have. Um, yeah. 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 I would, so, um, say, so. I would say so. Yeah. It, um, so, adrenal defense is um, no specific uh, stat, and it's a special dash. Defensive bonus, DB. Yep. And what's his skill on it? His skill on it is... Uh, plus five. Plus five, for sure. Yeah, definitely. It meets all those... It meets all of those um, characteristics you said. Done. Um, so, yeah. I assume he has to do a swing and then... I add 
plus five to my defensive. defensive. Or that's exactly. That's exactly precisely. Um, yeah. He swings. The swing goes absolutely wild. Um, at, helped by Askel's defense, he misses. Nice. The last actor is this guy here. What does he do? Uh, yeah, he punches Severin. <laughs> Another flank. Uh, Severin, I have your DB at 10, so just as quickness, I think. Yep. Cool. Um, I have, obviously I've got some turn left, but um, DB, yeah, quickness bonus. The rest is uh, shield and helmet. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so miraculously, I'm not quite even sure how he does it with that roll, but he does. Um, he does five hits on Severin. Lancing shot. Severin can respond if he wishes. Yep, he'll lamp him. Cool. That's enough. Enough. Give me a roll, please. Uh, 46. 46. Yep. Wham. Uh, brawling plus 71. 71, thank you. We do need to update these sheets. Boom! Uh, wham. Nine and a C. Roll the C, please. Seventy-seven. Boom. Um. So Severin elects not to punch. He kicks. Um. And. Uh, kicks him, kicks him hard in the arm. The guy yells out in pain, and um, yeah, you reckon you've you've hurt him a bit. He doesn't, he doesn't look happy after that. Crunch. And that, folks, is where we're going to leave it for tonight, because the poor GM needs to get up at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> to, to get an aeroplane. There we go, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. Well, you should be able to sleep easy because you didn't kill us, so you've no conscience tonight. GMs don't, <laughs> GMs don't have consciences. You <laughs> 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 hey, um, tomorrow in Auckland and Birkenhead, there's a big sale on for like swords, armor, all, all that sort of stuff, medieval stuff. No. Oh, well. Anyone's keen? Thank you. Uh, I will be down in Wellington, but otherwise, I'd love to be there. Yeah, I'll go and have a look and see what see what's there.